The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. It's going down right here. Welcome to FST Tuesday Edition. Mike Blute and Dave Martinez. Thanks for joining us. We don't normally start off with a college football news item, but uh, this one is as big as it gets. Urban Meyer stepping down as Ohio State head coach. Ryan Day takes over, effective January 2nd, it says. So he'll he'll coach out the bowl game. I think they got the Fiesta Bowl, right, Dane? Uh, I think they're in the Rose Bowl. Sorry. Yeah, I, got, I, I know the Fiesta Bowl and the Rose Bowl have, like, two matchups that are sort of uh, lopsided. I think the Rose Bowl, I think they got Washington, maybe? Yeah. Might they have it's Washington Ohio State, in the Rose Bowl? Yeah, it's Ohio State-Washington. Like then, traditional kind of Rose Bowl, Pac-12, Big Ten? And then the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, no, the Georgia is playing Michigan, I think, something Georgia like that. Georgia plays Texas, I believe. That's it. That's it. So That's a re- lopsided one, yeah. Realistically, people wanted – now, the Rose Bowl obviously has historical tie-ins between Big Ten, Big Ten and Pac-12, yeah. but an Ohio State-Georgia matchup, I think, is what people really wanted because right. now the Buckeyes will be pretty heavily favored against the Huskies and the Bulldogs f- fairly, fairly favored against yeah. Longhorns. So it, we could have gotten a Georgia-Ohio State situation there. I think right. people would have liked it. I kept saying Fiesta Bowl, but I think UCF is actually in that Fiesta Bowl. I'm very excited to see UCF versus LSU. I hope they do it again. That would be interesting if they did it again. They need to win. Um, I, I want them to. Their quarterback is uh, out, though, but yeah. I digress. Uh, I, did you see his injury? He's not just out. I did. Yeah. Like, it was, was no good. <laughs> it was days it was after no the good. Alex Smith situation, and yeah. it was yeah. like a competition to see whose leg injury was worse. So, in any Listen, event, I'm going to start to be in these pools with the confidence picks of 1 through 35, but maybe there is a competition of who could break their leg the worst going on right now, and Colt McCoy decided to throw his hat in the ring as well. Yeah, so that's unfortunate. We'll get to that in a second. Just wanted to let everybody know, in case you're listening here, that is big news. Uh, Ryan Day is actually going to take over. I have a lot of familiar with Ryan Day, Dane, because he was the uh, offensive coordinator at Boston College. And there prior to that, is. he was a receivers coach. He uh, came up through the Chip Kelly coaching tree, played football yeah. in New Hampshire, coached under, played under, and coached under Chip Kelly, I think as a GA. I'd have to look at the exact time frame. But he was at BC on two separate stints. He went from BC to the Philadelphia Eagles and then back gotcha. to BC. Uh, so I know him pretty well. 
I do think that, in in fact, I can tell you in BC circles before Steve Adazio was hired, there was some thought to why don't we give the job to this younger guy who's on the rise. He had not obviously been a head coach. I don't even know if he had at that point coordinator experience. But the thought process was this guy is going to be a head coach someday. Yeah, he's in his early 30s, but why don't we catch somebody on the rise as opposed to going to somebody different? In retrospect, it looks like a pretty freaking good decision would have been made back then because he's going to be the head coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes uh, starting January 2nd. So Urban Meyer stepping down, says he's retiring. I'm just going to say he's stepping down. But based yeah, on never say never. Uh, based on his health issues that he has claimed to have had, right. uh, it may be time for him to step away. He was pretty good on TV. He wasn't a world beater. But, uh, I, you know, I, I think he's got an opportunity there if he wants it from ESPN or oh, Fox. Yeah. He or might go on another two-year ESPN sabbatical. Uh, and I'll say this, and we'll get back to the NFL in a second. I remember listening to, gosh, this is a while back, and I think this is like towards the end of his Florida tenure when mm-hmm. he ended up stepping down. And he's from Ohio. Obviously, he was going to take that Ohio State job when it came available. But there was an ESPN podcast. It might have been Ivan Mazel that was uh, running. He does an excellent college football podcast that I used to listen to on a regular basis. So he said that there was a time when – he was at a press conference, and one of the reporters asked Urban Meyer if he saw himself coaching into his latter years, like at the time Joe Paterno was doing and other aging coaches, Bobby Bowden. And he said that Urban sure. Meyer gave the room a look as if they were absolutely insane that he would do that. Mm. I think he knew he was working himself to death effectively. And that he wasn't right. going to be able to do it. Um, Maintain it. So I kind of respect that. I think Bob Stoops saw that in some way. And that's why he stepped mm-hmm. away. And, you know, we haven't heard from Bob Stoops. I, if he ever got back into coaching Bob Stoops, I don't think it would be at a high level. And I think the same with Urban Meyer. But Urban doesn't have the luxury of us giving him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, I think after what he created at Ohio State, and somehow kept his job, Right, he's lucky to walk away like this, and people will probably, unfortunately, some people will probably applaud him. Yeah, here's the thing. It's it's time. You know, I I think it's time for the health concerns. You know, there was obviously the controversy at the beginning of the season. That's why Day was kind of the interim coach there for the first three seasons anyway. And, you know... It's, very, it's a different similar situation, but my knee-jerk reaction is similar to, like, Rob Gronkowski blew it. And I say it because, like, what's, what's really the upside anymore to put yourself through this, like, the stress, which has obviously hurt, you know, for, for, for Gronk, it was, like, the physical, uh, you know, debilitation. But for Urban Meyer, there's, you know, and I'm putting the kind of controversy aside, okay, uh, which I do not agree with him. I think he should have been kind of uh, further disciplined. I'll leave it at that. But um, why... Put yourself through the stress of, you know, living in your office, basically, as this 25-8 kind of job that coaching is. His legacy is pretty much already written in the coaching world. Um, So, yeah, I think it's time. That's right. He's won multiple national titles, so I I don't really know what else he's going to do. He's going to try and chase down Nick Saban. I I, I I think, you know, Nick is a 
different kind of guy. He, he and Belichick are cut from the same cloth, and I think those guys are different, and they'd be happy to um, die in their office. That's right. <laughs> expire on the sidelines. Yeah. So That's right. Uh, and I get it. Look, when I was a younger person, I, I sort of – like my dad coached me in youth baseball, right? And I could see mm-hmm. myself conceivably being a coach one day. I thought I wanted to do that. And I, I never really considered – like I would see coaches, you know, even going back and watching Krzyzewski and other guys, and I thought that would be a cool profession to get into. Sure. Now, it didn't go that way, but I can't imagine. And, and to be honest, I'm thrilled that it didn't go that way. But I can't imagine being a coach. Like it, it seems to me, like I know some of these guys, and you really mm-hmm. just have to love it with all your heart because it seems yeah. like a collectively – they're a pretty miserable group of people. They focus more on the losses than they ever do right. on the wins. And I can appreciate some of them getting into it for the love of it and the high school coaches and all that kind of stuff. I have buddies that are high school mm-hmm. football coaches and all that kind of stuff. But uh, as a lot, they really like to um, wallow in the misery of the losses on sure. each other and how hard it is. And it is. It looks like it's sort and- of miserable. And it's also it's a commitment for the entire family, much like being a military family on some level, you know, like those those kids, those partners are also going through it, missing mommy or daddy for a long time. So, listen, I completely I completely get it. I mean, you know, I don't have many positive things to say about Hugh Jackson blew it. But did you see any of Hard Knocks? There was like one episode where, in essence, you know, Hugh Jackson's mom passed away and his sister. And his sister, like in the same, right, in the same like three-week span or whatever it was. And you see Hugh Jackson, in essence, like toiling away, you know, like it was like some meeting with the GM and other coaches. And the other coaches didn't even know. And Jackson wanted no part of it. Why? Because he had to get ready for that second preseason game. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a thankless, it's a thankless role, you know, and you're, you're only in the paper for bad things, that kind of thing. So, I mean, I think when it's time, it's time. Yeah, look, there's a lot of guys out there that are making a lot of money, and, and but there, there sure. are plenty more that aren't doing it for the cash. You know, they're just they love right. it. So, in any event, that's the big news story of the day. Urban Meyer will step down. Ryan Day takes over. I do think he has a lot of ability. I think he's a pretty smart guy, and uh, I'm bummed that BC never took a, uh, a swing at him to be a head coach. To be honest, you and think I, it affects the Buckeyes in their bowl game at all? You know, because in, in, with these spreads on bowl games, I'm in a lot of pools, blew it that are like uh, with the confidence picks of all that. You got to rank them one through 35 and yeah. stuff. And sometimes the, the biggest analysis I look for is like who has something to play for. There's a lot of teams when bowl games, you know, teams are trying and others where they're not. And sometimes coaches are gone and stuff like that. So read the tea leaves for me. Does this make Ohio State play more inspired for new head coach Jim Day? Uh, they're probably going to be favorites anyway. Um, Not Jim Day, Ryan Day. It's Jim Day. Excuse me, my Fox bad. Fantasy Football with us, Ryan Day. That's right. I was on with him on Sunday night. So, but uh, I think but what do you I think? wouldn't want to be Washington. Interesting. That's what gotcha. I gotcha. So it's five and a half right now. It's in that weird zone, but I think it. Probably, Ooh, I should take it before it gets over seven. Huh? I would, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I Maybe think, I can use I, my Boston College over bet. I don't cash think they. Yeah, that's that. right. I don't think they have the ability to stick with the Buckeyes. But to hang with them, I'll say in general, it is very difficult to predict what this can do. I think this could inspire them for one more win for Urban and all that kind of stuff um, going forward. So, and I like Georgia. Oh man, I wish it wasn't ten and a half. 
I wish Ooh, I would come down a little bit, but it could push. We'll up talk higher. about that, uh, you so, know, yeah. maybe one day in the yeah, yeah. show. Yeah, we, we got we got some time. But anyway, cool. let's talk about last night. Uh, Cole McCoy did break his leg. You probably heard that during the update. So bummer for him. They're now down to third stringer, which is none other than Dane, your guy. The Sanchez. Sanchez is back. Uh, it's good to have Sanchez Washington back in my life. Washington offensive lineman. Watch so. your hind parts. He hasn't missed a beat. He threw another pick last night. So Sanchez sure. goes 13 of 21 with the interception. Um, Washington really didn't get anything done in the second half. Not much really at all outside of Adrian Peterson's 90-yard touchdown run, um, which helped me win a matchup last night. I fell short yeah, yeah. Nice. of the Greenwich Tavern League, Greenwich Street Tavern League title, scoring title by nine points. But Adrian wow. Peterson. Who'd you lose out to? Scott Engel. So I, I had the points title lead for, I think, 12 weeks, and I lost it in week 13. So yep. uh, kind of a bummer, uh, but my team has fallen apart there. and lost three starting wide receivers, and I don't think I'm going to be much competition there the rest of the way. You're but, the three seed, huh? Uh, I don't know. I haven't looked yet. It looks like you're the three seed, and what I don't know is if I'm the five or the six seed just yet. Well, they did so divi- they did divisions. I didn't win the division, right. so I, I would imagine that, yeah, I'd probably be a, a I think seed. you're the highest point total out of the non-division winners, right? So that would give you the six seed. I mean, excuse me, the three seed. Probably. Then there's one team that was nine and four. That's definitively the four seed. And then there are three seven and six teams. I am one of them. I, of those three teams, I'm the one with the highest points, so that would lead me to think I'm the five seed, but because of the divisions and stuff like that, I'm not sure. To be quite honest, Mike, I'm angling to be able to play you because you've been talking about how your wide receivers are uh, not the best anymore. Yeah, so I mean, I'm, I'm I have hopeful four, that I'm the beneficiary of this playoff match. I basically <laughs> had a four wide receiver rotation. That was Adam Thielen, still around, and then A.J. Green, Cooper Cup, and nope. Marvin Jones. So three guys nope, that nope. are on IR. So right. I'm filling back filling right now. I think I'm playing... I mean, now that A.J. Green is out, I can tell you, let me go to that team. I think I'm going to be playing Seth Roberts in a starting role this sure. week. And the other one, I have, I've had Cordero Patterson in there. Tyrell Williams was the other guy, but then he's been banged up too. So it's just, you know, it's just dumb luck. I mean, I can't, I can't do much about that. Oh, Josh Reynolds. I spent a million dollars on Josh Reynolds uh, to get gotcha. him. So conceivably in a playoff matchup, I'd go Thielen. Josh Reynolds and Seth uh, Roberts or Tyrell Williams or Cordero Patterson. It's one of Oof. those guys. Uh, like, it, uh, so we'll fun. see if the brackets come out uh, today yeah. and uh, if we're facing each other. in the So playoffs. back to the game last night, McCoy got hurt pretty early. Uh, he was four or four for 50 yards before breaking his leg. Uh, they've lost. I mean, they are the most injured team this year. They get the title. Yeah. They lost two starting quarterbacks. They lost multiple offensive linemen. Uh, they lost other guys along the way, so it's just devastated their season. They're six and six despite all of that. People were doubting the Reds, the Washington at well, I almost said it, Washington mm-hmm. throughout the point, uh, throughout many points of the season. But really, the injuries are were, are what yeah. are going to end their season. So Philly moves uh, into second place there. I guess they're six and six, tied with Washington right now. Dallas mm-hmm. alone in first place. Adrian Peterson. Hooked you guys up last night. Nine for 98 yards and a touchdown. I know he didn't do anything outside of the 90-yard run, but don't complain. He got a 90-yard touchdown. Uh, Josh Doxson, three for 51. Jordan Reed, four for 21. Um, On the flip side of things, Golden Tate has a nice game. Seven for 85 and a touchdown. Zach Ertz, nine for 83. Nine on the 10 targets. Aguilar, four for 56. And then Josh Adams, 
really seeing the lion's share of the carries there. 20 carries for 85 yards. Not flashy, but got the job done last night. Corey Clement came in. I actually used Corey Clement in a DraftKings lineup, and he helped me a little Mm -hmm. bit. He had eight touches for a total of 74 yards. Pretty good, actually. If I had played, one of the debates I had was playing Jordan Reed or Golden Tate. I played Jordan Reed. If I had played Golden Tate, I actually would have won some pretty serious hmm. money last night in DraftKings. Oh, Instead, I won $15, so I'll take it. But, hey, can't um, go broke making a profit. That's right. So uh, no complaints for me. But start of the show last night, clearly, Carson Wentz. 27 of 39, 306, two touchdowns and a pick. i got to be honest. I didn't think he played great. I thought he missed some throws, and I thought, look, they grinded out a win last night. Elliott with a couple of field goals at a two-point conversion. They had a, they scored 14 points in the fourth quarter. I just, I thought, I don't know. I, I, I didn't think in watching the game that he played all that great. Did you? I don't think he played all that great to your point, but he did make a couple of plays in crucial times that were the difference like that uh the touchdown throw to golden tate yep. you know he did he did great work in the pocket to basically do a lot of what wentz was doing last year keeping plays alive and that's the new breed of quarterback you know we we celebrate patty mahomes and aaron Rodgers and all these guys who could extend plays right and carson wentz is one of those guys and he did that on the touchdown to Golden Tate, and I think what happened, honestly, is, you know, after the the Sanchez came on in, he turns and hands the ball off to Adrian Peterson, and at that point, you know, when it's 14-7 at halftime, I think everybody knew the way the rest of the game was going to go down, that Washington wasn't going to be able to do much, and that Philly would eventually be able to pull away. They did that with the touchdown pass to Matthews and then the field goals. So, no, kind of a ho-hum effort, I would say, but, you know, did what they had to do, and I believe now the Eagles... The Seahawks and the Vikings are three teams competing for two playoff spots in the NFC. Uh, I think that's fair to say. We can, we'll take a look at the playoff picture after the break on, on both sides because uh, I don't know if we're getting more clarity or less. I feel like mm, the Chargers are the best team in the AFC, and they're in five seed right now. <laughs> so we didn't get a chance to talk about that debacle. Steelers were 220-0-2 at home and leading by 14 points. They're now two twenty. Yeah, cover a punt. They're now two twenty. Cover a punt. One and two. So good times. I fell asleep. Cover a fr- punt. I fell asleep on Sunday night, Dane. Missed the first half. Woke up. Mm. Went downstairs and watched the second half. Oh, a guy like you should have seen the first half. Exactly. Instead. You would have much rather gone to bed at halftime. Half. <laughs> no kidding. What a debacle I watched. The defense stinks again. All right, we'll come back. We'll talk uh, playoff picture. We'll talk about what you need for week 13. More guys out. AJ Green on IR. What are you going to do about that? Stain and Mike, FST. We'll be right back. If you're someone that needs fantasy sports advice every day, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network has you covered. When you download the FNTSY Sports Radio Network app, you get the top fantasy advice every single day right through the weekend. Be sure to listen to our weekend warriors like College Football Today. Welcome to College Football Today. Weekend Fantasy Update. They call me the Fantasy Jesus. In this league, it is never short of exciting at ITL. And so much more. Download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app in the iTunes and Google Play Store now. And keep the best fantasy experts right in your pocket all day long and all week long. Back on FSD, 
Thank you, Dean. Uh, just thinking about all the things I lost from this week. What a bummer. Um, really just a huge bummer. So, um, DailyRoto.com NBA lineup optimizer is now available. It means you can use the same tools and projections that DailyRoto.com NFL premium subscribers are using to win each week for NBA DFS contests. DailyRoto.com has produced seven separate FanDuel and DraftKings million-dollar tournament winners and millions more in cumulative prizes. If you're playing daily fantasy sports and you aren't using the Daily Roto tools, projections, and optimizers, you're doing it wrong and you're at a competitive disadvantage. So go to DailyRoto.com and click on Go Premium. Enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and start winning today. That's DailyRoto.com. Click on Go Premium. Enter the promo code FNTSY for a special discount and start winning today. So, Dane, uh, AJ Green is out. Why Imagine. did he, why did he play that. in the first place this I week? I think we were talking about that, right? I have no idea. The second he got hurt, mm-hmm. I didn't really expect yep. him to come back. I kept him on yeah. the one team. I put him out there because he was playing, because that's what you got to do. And clearly, mm-hmm. uh, I don't really know what the Bengals are thinking there. Um, we told at all. people. Uh, we've been saying it for weeks that I don't really understand why he'd be coming back, but now it's official. So he's out. You're going to have to go scan your waiver wires. I mean, you took an early look at the waiver wires, right? I did. Here are the names for you. I don't know if you love them at all, but here's my thoughts on waiver wire, guys. There's Curtis Samuel, who's 18% owned, getting a lot of opportunity for Carolina maybe. Cortland Sutton is owned in 49% of the leagues. He hasn't really grabbed the brass ring, but maybe he did get a touchdown. Yeah. He did get a touchdown, and listen, Hireman on IR maybe even create some more targets for him. And Scott There's said that Jeff Hireman's been on IR for weeks. He hasn't been. He's been on IR right. for a week. He played last. That's what I'm saying. He played in week. 12. Like this was a new right. What we saw out of Sutton last week was the first time we saw him without Demarius Thomas and Jeff Hireman. Yeah. So maybe there are more opportunities. For Sutton, he's 49% owned. Then there's some Tampa Bay Buccaneers wideouts, maybe. They're hovering around 50%, both Adam Humphreys and Chris Godwin. Humphreys might be more the chain mover PPR guy. Godwin may be more the touchdown maker of the crew. And then if you really want to take the bottom of the barrel, Dante Pettis is uh, probably available. The guy has at least gotten 14 targets in the last two games for the 49ers, but you'd be scraping the bottom of the barrel there. I would lean towards Samuel or Sutton. Yeah, I think that's what you're looking at right now. Slim pickings, but so so it happens. And generally speaking, the there's year. not going to be a guy who like announces themselves as the next man up in this in this time of the season, unless there's a huge injury kind of thing. You know, like we saw with say Austin Eckler or, or Jackson stepping in for Gordon, stuff like that, right? Like generally speaking, correct me if I'm wrong, Blue. It the guy that you have as your like RB three or wideout four on your bench is probably a better option to plug and play than the guy who becomes next man up. You know. For, for, for a team out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, you know, just looking at other guys, we saw Justin Jackson get some work the other day. We don't know what the Melvin yeah. Gordon thing is going to look like. I'm just, you know, just trying to angle for people for, um, you know, for the playoffs. It, it, it's not pretty out there right it now on the not. waiver wire, but it never is. Christian Kirk obviously went down for some people that yep. were rotating him in, in and out of their flex uh, yep. that's another guy that you have to take. Here's one for. thing yeah. people do need to note, and we should, I, I'll ask you about James Conner and yeah. the high ankle sprain potential and what that means. I don't think I it's think that people bad, need, uh, Neither do I. Neither do I. But the point that I want to make that people need to know, and we'll talk about how you use this information maybe down the road, but don't forget 
Jalen Samuels is tight end eligible in some formats. Yes. Okay. He's so if Yahoo. let's say James, let's say exactly. So let's say James Conner is something on a on a snap count maybe or limited. You know something like that. There's a universe, and I was just talking about this with Scott, Mike. There's a universe where you could do something like start. I don't know, Ezekiel Elliott and Joe Mixon at running back. You could start like Nick Chubb at flex, and you could start Jalen Samuels as tight end. Would you get cute like that if you thought, if you thought it was going to be like a, oh, I don't know, a normal timeshare? It's Blew hard it. to do that now only because, the Steelers, only because the Steelers have never really done that before. Uh, right. But I think. But what if it's the Connor injury? What if he's like on a snap count? I've never seen them do that in the last okay. few years. But okay. I think you raise a good point. There is there is a as you like to say a non-zero chance. It's a non-zero chance that That's right. Connor will be on a snap count. Um, right, we're splitting time, and you some don't way. know how they're going to be managing him the rest of the way. I mean, the Steelers. Since we were talking about playoff picture, we'll go into them first because okay. um, they lost their first game ever at home where they were leading by 14-plus points uh, to the Chargers. It's coming off. They're coming out two-game losing streak. A little bit of a soft landing. They have to go to the West Coast, but it's against a 2-10 and 10 Raiders team. But it's Oakland. Yeah. Yeah. So that, then they have the Patriots in Pittsburgh. And so what if they rest Connor this week? They could. What if they rest Connor this week to save him for the Patriots game? They could. That's why you got to pick up Samuels, to your point. And would you start him at tight end, though? Mm. Let's say you just lost Greg Olson. Right? And it's like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, people are talking about like Chris Herndon and names like this. You start Jalen Samuels as a starting running back or Chris Herndon? And he gets five carries. Yeah. I'd say it's worth it. Right? That's not even that cute. Honestly, you're saying let's get cute with it? Like, that's actually pretty savvy play if you did something yeah, like that. Um, in fact, that's we, why could I'm take a, statistician, we could baby. take a look at, um, let me go to his game logs just because I want to give everybody a sense of what we're looking at. We're expecting at. the game log to be different, right? Because I'm, yeah. I'm saying this I'm as saying it relates to the Connor injury. I'm saying oh, even, even if it's not. not what, did he, what did he look like um, this year? All right. It ain't pretty. <laughs> right. I'm saying, I, in, I think this is a – Because to your point. Four carries Seahawks, for 17 the, yards. Week right, seven, okay. one carry for two yards. Week eight, five carries for seven yards. And then week 11 – two carries for five yards because so, to your point yeah. they the Steelers ride as a workhorse back and that has been yeah. James Conner so yeah. that's why I don't think it looks pretty for Samuels I'm just thinking that there's a very intriguing option here if James Conner is not in position for his full workload uh I think you're right and look if you're starting Matt Lacoste and right. you want to go with Jalen Samuels <laughs> instead because you think the Steelers will be up and they'll manage James Ben Conner, Watson then you just lost Greg Olson yeah no kidding you're speaking my language. Those are two guys I had in a lot of leagues, <laughs> Ben Watson and Greg Olson. Like that's uh, devastating. So, anyway, uh, yeah, I like it. I have J- Jalen Samuels in that GST league, but he's backing up Connor. So I, I, I'm not really gonna. I, George, Is he tight end eligible? George, uh, uh, no, it's not saying uh, he is. Uh, but uh, George right. Kittle is my tight end. Yeah, you're, you're fine at tight end. And Adrian anyway. Peterson is my flex, so I'm not going to Yeah, I'm looking at your squad. Silly like that. So anyway, um, so playoff Maybe picture. I don't want to see you this week. I'm looking at your squad. I oh, mean, but they, you still have A.J. Green in there? Yeah. <laughs> it's not the team that it was. Interesting. It's interesting. Interesting. All right, anyway, so, keep it going. Yeah, so all right, so the Steelers are falling apart. They'll probably lose those games to the Patriots and the Saints and – they're going to end up. Like uh, the Ravens nine. only half game back of them. I know. Lamar Jackson has a revelation. Uh, I, I don't know what the hell is going on with the Ravens. 
it's really irritating to me right What's now. What's going on with the Ravens is they have a new starting quarterback. They also have to play the Chiefs and the Chargers. So I think that half game might help the Steelers out because the Steelers and Ravens both could go Maybe. two and two down the stretch here uh, and end up nine and seven and then nine to five and nine, six and one. Nine, six, Nine, and, six one. and one yeah. to win the division. Yeah, so it won't be pretty. But right now, I, I shouldn't have any expectations that the Steelers would beat the Saints or the Patriots. Um, the defense just couldn't get a stop the other night. They couldn't get off the field on third down in the second right. half at all. They, so uh, that's why they lost. You can talk about the punt return and all that kind of stuff, but they just could not get a stop. Rivers was awesome, and it didn't matter if it was Eckler or Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson looked great, by the way, you know, when he was out there. So... That is what it is. Right now, New England uh, will be, as of this moment, New England would be the two seed, right? They have it over Houston. Yeah. And then Kansas City. Yeah, they City's have a head to head on Houston. They so, played Houston in their first three weeks right. when, you know, Houston couldn't beat anybody, and yeah. now they cannot be beaten. Yeah. Um, so they're both 9 and 3, but New England's the two seed right now. I, I'm telling you, that Houston schedule is easy. I can see the Pats slipping up. I, I'm Watch out for Houston. The Pats are at Miami. At Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Jets. That's at three least, and one. At least three. That's and three and one. You think the Steelers think that, will beat I do, them? I think they lose in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Wow. I think right now. Listen, exactly. and I know you're a Steelers fan and all that. Right now, blew it. I think the Chargers' offense is better than the Patriots' offense. I I actually said this the other day on the Sunday show. Um, that's a good point to bring up. The I I said this the other day to Corey and Gabe and, and Marshall Falk was in with us, but the. Chargers, to me, even, go, even this is before the Sunday night game, I just wondered if they were the most complete AFC team. Everybody's talking about the Chiefs. The interesting thing is that nobody's talking about the Patriots at all. But right. um, the Chiefs, 10-2, and two, they can score on anybody. But in, a, couple of, in a few weeks, are, when they need a, a stop, do you, right. do you, are, you're going to hold your breath that they need it. That's I mean, right. they're beating the Raiders 40-33, to 33, and – uh, other teams, by the way, I know I missed that pick. It's a little – I obviously meant to back off of that pick because they lost their starting oh, running back. And I forgot that's what I, I thought, yeah. Note, but yeah. whatever. I probably would have picked the Packers anyway or something stupid. So You uh, you and George Kurtz went 0-3 this week. Nice. I went 2-1 and to take over. Uh, I get a little working margin on you now. I got three games on you. I hit with the Steelers, Chargers over. I hit with Denver going into Cincy. My loss was uh, what we both thought. Oh, no, me and George thought was uh, Indianapolis was my loss this week. What were my picks? One. I did the Chiefs m- minus 15 or whatever. What were the other ones? No, you did not. You moved off of it. What I have you as is losing with Arizona Green Bay over. Okay. Um, you had that one. You lost on Carolina going into Tampa. Oh. And you also lost with the Chicago Bears yeah, going I into did. the New York Giants. Mm. Those are your three, it's unfortunately. A bad one. Those are two I went major two and one. upsets, too. Yep, yep, yep. And one guy Those got home fired. dogs, baby. Home dogs went five and one this week, by yeah. the way, I think. Yeah. Um, Wacky week. Yeah, so I have now a three-game working lead uh, on you. Yeah. But, yeah, the home dogs, I, I was going to make a point of it, so I have the stats here. I was going to make a point of it on uh, freestyle. Home dogs, Dallas won outright last week. Jacksonville won outright last week. Tampa won outright. The Giants won outright last week. Oakland did not win but covered the monster spread. The only ways you lost with a home dog were Cincinnati and Detroit last week. Yeah. So – um, it was a crazy week. 
It really was. I mean, when I was there on Sunday, and I'm just scratching my head. Right. Now, I, gi- I give the Giants credit. I often say about the Giants, like, they aren't typically the type of team to fold up shop. But I also thought that it was a style-make-fight kind of thing. Right. And I didn't think that the Giants would be able to hold up against a Bears pass rush. And it was a- yeah, you didn't think Odell Beckham would be the quarterback not going into the fetal position like Eli does. Amazing. Well, everybody's hammering Eli. I, I don't know if he looks any worse or better than he's ever looked. Honestly, I don't think he looked any worse than last year, yeah. but you know, but last year it was also obvious that he was done. Well, here, here's what I'd say though: if you gave Eli hypothetical, very hypothetical, like a clean pocket, and he was getting the same blocking that the better offensive lines were getting, you think okay. he'd still really look terrible? You mean like if he was on the Jacksonville Jaguars? <sighs> do you th- well, do you think the Jaguars' offensive line has been great? I think he wouldn't look terrible, but I think he would still look uh, below average. Okay. I, I just think that people are... It wouldn't be like he, he wouldn't look inspired or anything like that. He'd look like not the main problem of the team, but that's the, I don't that's, think that's... You make, you're, you're leading to my point. Go ahead. I don't think he's the main problem with the team. Yeah, neither do I. Right. Uh, with the Giants, I don't think he is. I think there's other issues there, and it's exacerbated because Eli is a little older. He doesn't make all the throws sure. that he used to make. And, yeah, do they need to turn the page? Yeah, I think it makes sense to turn the page on 37-, 38-year-old yeah. quarterbacks. Yeah, like he's going to be 38 next year, so I, I think we can move on. But I, I don't uh, – there are people out there pitting all the blame on Eli, and I just – I've not thought it to be that. I thought there's I other agree. issues with the team, and – because he's not as good as he used to be, um, people just want to blame him. So anyway, uh, who? Which team am I looking at? The Texans. We've talked about this before. Their schedule. Yep. How did this Colts get shut out? It's so ridiculous. I don't know. Anyway, this was the, <laughs> the Colts. I had I had an Andrew Luck, Eric Ebron stack in DFS. Also, that I out. was riding with them, and uh, you know, defecated the mattress. So they, the Texans. We've talked about their schedule before. They're Indy at the Jets at the Eagles, Jaguars. They'll be favored. I think that's at games. least. I think that's at least two and two, likely three and one for me. So to me, that's the, I think that's three and one. So they lose and in so Philly. That's what you're saying. Maybe. Right. Or I think they lose Philly or this Indianapolis Colts game. I think they lose one of those. Um, and so I have the Texans as 12 and four. And that's right there. That's going to be either the two or the three seed in the AFC. Right. And then New England, who they lost to in week one by a right. touchdown, their next four are at Miami, at Pittsburgh, Buffalo, and New York. I think so. the Pittsburgh one is tough, and they always – that at Miami is always tough. Yeah. Or is it in New England? The, uh, that is at Miami. So you know this better than anybody. They lay eggs down there in Miami like the sometimes. Place where they don't play well. Right, and the Pittsburgh thing, I think Pittsburgh's going to be ready. I think Jesse James catches a late touchdown, that sort of thing. So I can see, you know, gun to my head, the Patriots also go 3-1. and one. But, uh, you know, it's going to be a battle. Like, both of those teams will have stuff to play for in Week 17, in my opinion. So the, weird thing, so the weird thing is, and this brings me to a, a, my greater point about what people – I felt like people have been talking about these last few weeks. People have been kind of awarding teams the rest of their games. Right. Like, saying, ah, oh, the Saints are just going to win Saints the Saints will win out. Game. Right, right, right. <laughs> or the, the Rams will, or the Chiefs will, or the Steelers. Like, I, sure. they're better than the rest of the teams the rest of the year. Like, I knew the Steelers might lose a couple of games. I didn't think they'd lose in Denver necessarily, but they don't play well there. Um, right. 
And I, I just feel like there's people stacking up wins for these teams. Here's the Chiefs' last four. They have to play the Ravens this week. It's at home, but they got to play the Ravens. Then they got to play the Chargers. That's at home. We just talked about the Chargers maybe being the best team in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Then they have to go to Seattle, and then they're home against Oakland to finish it out. But those next three, that's, like, I'm not just handing them three wins. That's two or three and one. Yeah. That's three and one to me. Um, you think they lose in Seattle? Or they I lose think, to the Chargers? I think they lose one of those two. Yeah. Right. You so, know, and, and I get your point. I'm not gifting people anyone. I look at these as four-game segments, right? Yeah, yeah. And – you know, you don't think these teams are going to go undefeated. Maybe the Rams are going to go 15-1. and one. Fine. But, like, you know, you got to think about this in the 2-2, two 3-1 two, kind of vein. There's going to be stuff to play for. And, honestly, Blewett, if the Chargers beat the Chiefs, then they're on a flat-footed tie in the AFC West. Don't forget about that. And here's the Rams at Chicago, Philly. Tough. At Arizona, Tough. San Francisco. So they've... That's at least 2-2, two and two, probably 3-1. Yeah. Three and one. yeah. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised they lose in Chicago or if a Philly team that needs it, you know, exactly can, right. can come up for a win. Exactly right. I mean, that would be impressive if Philly went to L.A. and got the win. But uh, nonetheless, they I, did last year. I felt like, <laughs> yeah, I felt like people were going um, were really trying their best to, like, get teams right. to 15 and one and 14, two all over nah. the league. It just typically doesn't happen. You know, we have a bunch of 13 and three teams that are really good. So um, all right, we'll talk a little bit more about waivers. I'm trying not to wallow in what happened to me in week 13 in my fantasy leagues, but it's not Turn great. the page, blew it. I just lost. We got a team that's got a buy that we're going to be uh, – we got to manage to for the playoffs, all right? I lost so a couple be okay. of buys this week. Lost out of some money. Like you and me still have one. Let's go. All right. We'll be right back after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Rocking out on a Tuesday morning. Chris Bavona producing. I'm here with Dane. Dane's on Twitter at Speeds. I'm on Twitter at Mike Blewett. At FNTSY Radio if you want to hit us up with any questions. I know a lot of you out there were hammering away at us. about uh, One of our listeners, very funny, he came at us and like, this guy's kicker got 21 points. What am I supposed to do here? And I just said, that guy's probably a listener. So... <laughs> we're trying to help everybody. You can't just pick and choose who we're trying to help. Uh, but uh, we got a call coming up here in a minute. But before we get to our guy, Kenny, I just want to tell you, you may or may not have reached your fantasy football playoffs. But either way, with BetDSI, you can capitalize on the all, all of the on-field action with a user-friendly mobile website web interface, and the fastest payouts in the industry. From the upcoming college football bowl games to the next big soccer match, they have wagering options for almost any sport you can think of. You can even wager on eSports, politics, and reality TV. Get an edge and utilize live betting at BetTSI, where you can wager virtually any time during a contest. 
Capitalizing on in-game circumstances, use your daily fantasy skills without the constraints of salary caps and wager on player props. There are so many ways to make money. Use the promo code FNTSY101 when signing up and get a 100% bonus deposit match. And then, once you've opened up your account, go to DailyRoto.com, click on Contact Us, and send us your BetDSI username. And we'll give you one month of Daily Roto access totally free. That's access to all... Free? Free. Totally free, Dane. That's access to all sports tools and optimizers. So head on over and open your account at BetDSI today to win on so many levels. That's promo code fan, FNTSY101 to get your 100% de- bonus deposit match and one month free to DailyRoto.com. I want to do it one more time to make sure people understand. Go to BetDSI. Open up the account. Use the promo code FNTSY101. Then you get a 100% bonus deposit match. Once you open that account, go to DailyRoto.com. Click contact us. Send us your BetDSI username. And then you're going to get one month of Daily Roto access. So it's all sports, all optimizers, all projections. We have betting tools in there. So you get a free month of access to all sports betting tool information. And then you can use that to win on BetDSI. It's a great deal. So FNTSY 101. I talk about Daily Roto all the time and how great it is. I won a little bit of cash last yeah. night on DraftKings because of that. And I just wish I had played uh, Golden Tate instead of Jordan Reed. I would have won pretty big money. Well, uh, you know, there's always like you said, Dane. Can't get broke making a profit. That's can't right. Com- I'll take it. Can't complain about my fifteen bucks when I'm only putting down a couple of shekels. You know, if I walk. That's right. Do, we, do you go into a store, buy something, and come out with more money? No. That's no. Right. You just I'll spend that it. money, and you have a. Uh, Cherry Coke Zero. I don't know. Whatever it is you like to buy at the bodega. Apparently, you're a Cherry Coke Zero kind Sugar of guy. Sugar-free Red sure. Bull. That's my drink of choice when I can't keep sure. my eyes open. So uh, <laughs> so there you go. I hear you. Uh, now, I, let me wallow in the misery for a moment. In the GST League that I'm in with you, I stated yes. earlier, I had the scoring title for 12 weeks. I lost it in week 13 to Scott Engel, uh, the co-host of Roto Experts in the Morning. I lost yes, by sir. nine points. He outscored me by 20 this week. So I did have mm. a slight lead. Um, you know, if I'm going to put pin it on one guy, I got to pin it on A.J. Green. But I don't like to pin things on guys that got hurt. He gutted it out. I'm annoyed about it, but I'm not blaming A.J. Green. He's trying to get out there and play. Now, the upside is that I, I didn't. There wasn't anybody that I could have played on my bench that would have. That's what I was just looking on your bench. Is there anybody? And so what I'm looking at is no. Terrell Williams only got 2.4. Corderell Patterson 7.9. If I change my defense from the Saints to the from the from the Titans to the Saints, which didn't make sense going into the week, right? um, It would have been more excruciating. No, it just would have been more excruciating. No, I'm saying if you did Corderell Patterson and the Saints defense changed, then you would have got it done. All right. I wasn't doing that. AJ yeah. Green. It's AJ Green. I agree with you. So I agree I with can't, you. I can't do that. So um, anyway, but it did, I did get a win last night. And I get a three. So that, that's very frustrating. Um, but there wasn't really anything I could do to prevent these injuries from coming. I know Scott has like sort of needled me and being like, well, you got to stay prepared. It's like, all right, I had backups for everybody. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not without <laughs> wide receivers. It's just I wasn't going to have seven good wide receivers. I had four, right. and three of them got hurt. So it is what it is. The other frustrating league, so, Dan, as you know, I do the Sunday morning shows. Very yes. oftentimes, 
um, it is difficult for me to do lineup changes. I make a ton while of, you're on air. Yeah, yeah it's not I, easy. I, I make a ton of notes on Saturday night, and typically there's one segment during the Sunday show where I let Gabe Morency take over and do his best. So you can best. manage your team, right? Uh, I did not get that opportunity this week. We had a little bit of a snafu. Scott Engel, actually, maybe it's a little subterfuge by Scott Engel. Scott Engel called in from Seattle. We, mm. we, we missed a break. It was a disaster. I was getting yelled at on Gchat by yep. none other than our uh, <laughs> Mike Cardano being like, Fantastic. so whatever. So we went like 40 minutes without a break from 12 to 1240. That's usually when I do it. That's where and in my teams. one league, I left Sony Michelle in over Tariq Cohen. Yeah. I was asking you about Sony Michelle also in but a league I, that we were called. But I looked but at yeah, Tariq Cohen. But I looked got at thirty our some odd points. But I looked at our league. I liked Sony over McCoy. Okay. So I made that decision. But in the one, I didn't get to it. I, I, uh, according to the numbers, Daily Roto, I was going to put Tariq Cohen in for Sony Michelle. I didn't yeah. get to it. It cost me twenty points, which cost me first place Damn. and a buy, and my money back. Damn. And like yeah. no, not my money back. Like the entry first fee is probably like 150 bucks. Yeah, I probably would have gotten like 450 dollars. Yeah. So that one move cost me first place. So I felt like the third. You know what you third, need to do? Guess who you I need play. to tell Owen that that's where his birthday present went. Oh, Owen got 23 birthday presents, and <laughs> my house is filled with stuff. I'm cleaning it up because. And you did not injure yourself in the bouncy castle. He got three. He went from zero Nerf guns to four. In nice. a weekend. He <laughs> nice. never had a Nerf gun. He's got four now, and we are on eggshells that he doesn't shoot his sister in the face. Oh, he's it's going a to. It's a big problem. I know. He's going to. They've already <laughs> shot each other, but they keep saying, oh, I was an accident. It was an accident. I'm like, all right, can we just, you know, safety goggles or whatever? Um, and one of the guns is, like, kind of powerful. So, um, <laughs> so somebody's going to get hurt. But, uh, and I think, I think I'd play your boy James. Oh, really? Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, that's it. I play him. Um, I, As you mentioned, you were at Bouncy Castle. Uh, remember, I was at a poker tournament that I played on I Saturday. I, um, I was the chip leader for most of the tournament. I'll say that. Um, I ultimately finished in second place, which, you know, was a little bit of cash. And uh, the aforementioned James finished in third. So here's the, here's the sixth seed that I'm playing. This is not – I mean, I'm going to lose. This is James's team? Yeah. Drew Brees at Tampa. Nice. He's also got Alvin Kamara. Yeah, he does. He's got Odell Beckham at Washington. That works. He's got Keenan Allen playing Cincinnati. He's out of his mind. He's right got now. George Kittle. That works. He's got Gus Edwards at Kansas City. Yep. Deion Lewis is his other back. Uh, yeah. Dolphins D, whatever. Um, sure. So he's got a good team. He's sort of like yeah. – he sort of like floundered a little bit record-wise. Right. But kind uh, of on any given Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, he, in fact, points scored on the season. He and I are separated by six points. I edged him out. Mm. My team, right. It's like half a point a week. My team is Roethlisberger or Matty Ice. I got to make that decision. I actually probably stick with Roethlisberger at Oakland. Yeah. I got Chris McCaffrey, Phil Lindsay, Juju, Corey Davis, Zach Ertz, Sony Michelle, Dalvin Cook, and Larry Fitzgerald on the bench, and Tariq Cohen on the bench. Mm. This team of mine is deeper than it is good on top end talent. Right. You look at the starting lineups, you'd be like, James. Built James for the regular season. Yes. 
And this is why I really should have come in first place. Yep. But um, but the any given Sunday thing, to your point, like mm-hmm. yeah, if you looked at our starting lineups on paper, he might edge me. But right. do I play Tariq Cohen the against the Rams? Do I play Larry Fitz mm-hmm. against the Lions? Yes. Do- I think you – yes, you play Tariq Cohen against the Rams. They're going to have to throw, throw, throw. I would, to be quite honest. And then what I think is your best hope is that, you know, you think – you got to hope Josh, Josh Norman starts patrolling this pregame sidelines with a baseball bat and him and Odell get into it pregame. Yeah. Um, Which is possible. So you would say <laughs> of the four running backs, Chris McCaffrey, Phil Lindsay, Tariq Cohen, Sony Michelle. Dalvin Cook, actually. That's my five running backs. That's great. I'm sitting. I'm flexing Cohen. I'm sitting Sony Michelle and Dalvin Cook, and I'm flexing Tariq Cohen. That's what I have right now. But see, like, look, that's a really good running back core. I missed yeah. a whole bunch of guys. At the trading deadline, you should have flipped, uh, you know, Dalvin Cook and Tariq Cohen. That's the problem, for like, though. It's a great point. Uh, for non, not Kareem Hunt. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> it's a great point, but that's why managing a, a whole number of teams yeah. gets difficult. Because like you have to be able to give that kind of attention to eight different teams. Listen, I, I'm with you, bro. Looking for trades is the thing that I don't do anymore. It's a bummer, right. but it's I just tough. can't do it's it. It's tough to do across all your teams. I got enough with the waiver wires. I can't do I hear you. I can't look at other people's rosters and look for trades. I'm in the same so, boat. Um, so, anyway, uh, I thought that would be a fun note to kind of close out on because uh, I'm playing your boy James, and I'm worried about yeah. it. I could have gone – like the Tariq Cohen, Sony Michelle thing – is going to affect me greatly. I, I expect to get right. bounced from the playoffs, and I should have been in first place. You should have been in first place already with some cash. Yeah, and just a bye week. The buys are so important because, like you're saying, anything can happen. You just want to avoid anything can happen. I just want to sit on the sidelines for a week and let it all play out. So uh, seven leagues. Which is why, honestly, I hope Connor does rest this week. Seven Because then when I need him week 15, go ahead. he's on his way back. He can't get hurt if he's not playing this Interesting week. Interesting point. So seven leagues that I'm in. Uh, I made the playoffs in five. I'll take it. Yeah, I went uh, four out of six, I believe. Obviously, I got a bye with you. You see me in the playoffs in the Greenwich Street Tavern League. I finished off a 12-1 and regular season in my main home dynasty league, though, so I'm excited. My dynasty that. league, I actually missed it by a game. I went seven and five. If I had gone eight and four, I might have made it. Uh, so I missed that league where I've had success in the past. I think it might be time to start wheeling and dealing there. Mm. And the other league, I missed it. It's a 12-team league, but only four teams make the playoffs. It came in fifth. Talk so. about any given Sunday here, Blewett. In my, like I said, my main long-term dynasty league, I finished the season at 12-1. and one. There was a team that went 1-12. and 12. The same guy who beat the one and t- who lost to the one and twelve team is the same team who beat me, the twelve and one team. Let's take Kenny from Philly on. Uh, he's going to oh, close yeah. out the show. I, uh, we got space. Kenny, what do you got? We got thirty seconds. Kenny, Kenny from Philly. We tried to get Kenny. Sorry, he's not there. We'll get him tomorrow. Yeah, we'll get him tomorrow. Kenny, call in tomorrow. We had a couple of things we had to get through, but uh, hope to have you on again tomorrow. So uh, anyway, Dane. Um, yeah. So that's it. That's it. Sure regular it season comes to a close. I feel like I had, a, I had a really good start to the regular season. I knew it could co- fall apart. It hasn't completely, but it is what it is. It's like the Steelers. I got on a good. They got on a good run, and now they may be slipping out of playoffs with Lamar. On Jackson. any given Sunday. On any given Sunday. All right, I'll be back on Thursday. Dane and I will get you hooked up for waivers, and he'll be on Fantasy Freestyle tonight. Have a good Tuesday, everybody.